For those of you that may be new to the podcast, I run a comedy club with my uh, partner, Julie Tower. It's called Chuckles Comedy Club in St. John, New Brunswick. It's St. John, New Brunswick's first comedy club. We're very proud of it. It's uh, got a website, chucklescomedyclub.ca. You can see all the upcoming shows on that website. Uh, But I thought I'd give it a mention here that we've got some shows coming up. We're very excited about March 29th and 30th. Uh, headlining the show from the Winnipeg Comedy Festival, Halifax Comedy Festival, and Just for Laughs, as well as his own uh, CTV Comedy Now special. And uh, from his viral videos, Peter White will be headlining the show. Also on that show, uh, professional comedian Jason Allen from the uh, Steeltown Degenerates Comedy Tour. He's originally, he is from Ed, um, sorry Hamilton, Ontario. Uh, so you got two headliners on that show. Also uh, on the show from Ontario, Kathy Boyd and a local favorite, Ethan Gauntz. That's happening March 29th and 30th. Uh, Peter White headlining the show at Chuckles in St. John, New Brunswick. Uh, April 20th, 420, uh, the SPCA fundraiser Comedy for the Pause. Get it? Uh, featuring Scott Belford, who recently got engaged. Congratulations to my friend Scott Belford. He's going to be headlining the show at Chuckles Comedy Club in New, in uh, St. John, New Brunswick on 420. So hope uh, hope he brings a big bag of weed and everybody can get high with Scott Belford and we can raise some monies for the kitties and the doggies and maybe get them high too because we want to treat the cats and the dogs right, man. Uh, April 26th and 27th, Mike Dambro returns. Mike Dambro originally from Rochester, New York, now living in Edmonton. Alberta, Canada, and he is an amazing performer because he riffs with the crowd. That's his specialty, and he's got a big following. That's going to be a busy weekend, April 26th and 27th, Mike Dammer on the show. Uh, Also, uh, you may have recognized May 24th and 25th, you may recognize this gentleman from the Winnipeg, Halifax, or uh, Montreal Comedy Festivals. Uh, He's got his own television show. Um, I forget the name of it, but uh, very funny cat, uh, Niall Seguin will be joining us on May 2-4, May 2-4 and 2-5, now again at Chuckles Comedy Club. Also, June 21st and 22nd, although we should call it Juno 21st and 22nd, uh, the winner of the Juno Award for Best Comedy Album in Canada, Dave Merhage, uh, unbelievable talent coming to Chuckles Comedy Club. Check it all out on chucklescomedyclub.ca. Now, as far as uh, Shane Ogden goes, that's me, your host of uh, Birchwood Podcast. Uh, I am going to be doing some stand-up as well. Uh, So let me shamelessly plug myself. You can check it all out on Shane Ogden Comedian on the Facebook, if you Facebook. If you don't, I'm Comedian Shane Ogden on Instagram and Funny Shane Ogden on Twitter. April 3rd, I'm at Beerley's Pub in Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. April 4th through 6th, I'm at the Yuck Yucks in Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. April 20th, I'm hosting the SPCA fundraiser comedy for The Pause, starring Scott Belford. And May 10th, the Best in New Brunswick Comedy Tour starts at the Kennebecasis Legion on the Mar Road in Rothsay, New Brunswick, Canada. So... As you can tell, I am getting out there again, doing my stand-up and doing my thing and making people laugh, and I can't wait, man. Life is good. All the dates can be found uh, on Facebook, Shane Ogden Comedian on Facebook, and uh, chucklescomedyclub.ca for those other dates. Now, on with the show.
Do you think anyone's fucking listening to stupid Birchwood podcast? <laughs> Bushwood Podcast is brought to you by the Splutcast and Boys Club. Hey, what's up, weirdos? It's Mark Splute, and I am the host of the Splutcast. But, you know, you should probably know that already, shouldn't you? You don't know what I'm talking about, right? Everyone listens to my show. What's the point of even doing a commercial? Well, listen, just in case there's one poor bastard out there who doesn't know about it, it's the best damn podcast in the world, and you can find it every Thursday on iTunes or Podbean or wherever you get your shit. Get my shit. It's called the Splutcast. Check it out. Download it. Sit down on your ass, crack a Dos Equis, fire up your favorite sativa, and driver right the fuck into you. Boys Club. Is it called Boys Club because my apartment looks like a boy lives in it? I wouldn't say a boy lives in it. I would say a boy is kidnapped somewhere in here. Boys Club. We're everything. We're true crime. We're, we're world true. star hip hop. world star hip hop. We're Netflix reviews. Stories of the day. Boys Club. Listen. Yeah, do it. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. Uh, I think. Uh, no, we're not. And on Google Play. Nobody gives a shit. Boys Club. Boys Club podcast. Now with 90% more sound clips of black people. Boys Club. Touch me, and I'll sue. So Shane, but honestly, you should be doing a longer intro. People need to and know Shane. Yeah. That's what guests. people are going to tune yeah. in for. Cut them out. Yeah. Yeah. Don't cut them out. Keep doing it, because Wes was a great guest. And that banter between you guys, like, I felt that friendship you guys had years ago. Yeah. So this is the, this is going to be the story of my girlfriend. Um, my girlfriend is not on the podcast yet. I, we are discussing what we're going to talk about when I do have her on as a guest. Um, I guess what I wanted to do was sort of give, uh, this is the full dedication to my, uh, Alicia, my Lishi, I call her Lishi. Um, Ah, how do I get into it? Okay, so, like, I don't know how many divorce guys there are out there, but after 16 years of marriage, uh, you pretty well submit yourself? Is that the right... I, I, I feel like I'm missing the right words. You kind of just, you know, settle into a life where you think, you know... Life's not very good, but at least it's not as bad as I've seen others have a life. And that's kind of what marriage is to me. <laughs> and to a lot of guys out there, you know, it's kind of like, great. Like when we went into this relationship, um, things were a lot more exciting. And then 
you go through some life stuff together. And in my particular case, we drifted apart. Um, we both drifted apart equally, but I just refused to believe that. Because it, it was too easy. When you're with somebody, it's too easy to stay with that person, isn't it? Um, it's just way too easy to stay with that person because you've already got a place together. And if you've got kids, it's just like, man, it's just, why even think about happiness? You gotta, you gotta pack some school lunches and you gotta, you know, deal with the mortgage or whatever it is. So in our particular case, you know, we're living together. We had two kids and, uh, she fell out of love with me. And really, I fell out of love with her too. But as I said, I was so comfortable, I didn't want to think about having to start over, especially at, you know, 39, I guess I was. So, I I don't know how to go from here. I, I need to kind of get into it. I want to make this as easy as possible, but life is messy. So for me to retell a story that's messy, I'm probably going to stumble a little bit. So bear with me. But this is the story of, of how Lishi came to be in my life. Um, my wife at the time wanted me to have a dog in the family. And we already had a dog and cats. And it was overwhelming. I didn't want any more animals. And she begged me to get this dog and, uh, you know, I saw the puppy and it was cute puppy and I knue it would make my daughter Ella happy. Um, then Ella, I think was, you know, three at the time. So I brought home this puppy and, uh, everybody loved the puppy. And then, you know, he, puppies grow into dogs and they become a burden or I guess that's not fair because there was times when we loved the dog and had fun with the dog. But when you get a lot of animals, it just becomes a circus, you know. So I didn't even want this dog in the beginning, but the dog grew on me. And of course, it's the family dog. And when she decided to divorce me, uh, which is a stretch because, you know, I'm a long-term live-in boyfriend. We never actually got married, but rather than tell the people the story... It's complicated. It's just easier to call the person your husband or your wife, right? So that's why I say we were married. We were together for 16 years. Um, and there was a three-year breakup, and then we got back together. But, you know, nobody gives a shit about that whole story, right? Or maybe they do. But that that's it. That's the Reader's Digest version of it. And for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about when I say Reader's Digest, the short version of it. Um, so we're together. Uh, for a lot of years, she decides, I don't want to be with you anymore. And take the dog, she says. Now, at this point, I'm so fucked up. I'm so out of place. I'm so, uh, God, just a mess, you know. Because I didn't want to deal with this divorce. I saw it coming, you know. I was on the couch for a long time. Um... But I just wanted to, I thought if we could just stay together, we just keep the family together, then we'll get through this. But there's no getting through falling out of love with somebody. Honesty is hard to face sometimes. Um, 
Basically, I just wanted a place to live. I wanted to be with my kids. And if I didn't have any romance or, or, or love in my life, uh, that kind of love, uh, then then so be it. I was willing to live in a happy, um, not not a happy place with the, the spouse, but, you know, have the kids. God, this is so painful and boring. But I'm going to get through it. We're going to get through this together, I swear to God. Okay, so let, let me try to uh, speed up the deets. Um, so, uh, because of this reluctance to get a divorce, um, you know, I was not happy. I had to find accommodations, uh, which wasn't easy. And there's a whole story to that. Um, but I ended up renting out a house of a family member. <sighs> And it was close to where my uh, ex-wife lived. And uh, so our agreement was to take the kids one week at a time. I think it started out three days on, three days off. And then we settled in on uh, seven days in and seven days out. And when the kids were gone, man. It's just uh, so sobering. When you're a 40-year-old man and you're in an empty house and that clock's ticking, time just draws out like a blade, man. Whew. I'd never kill myself. I never would because of the kids. But uh, those are some dark times, man. And that little fucking dog... The dog that I didn't want, <laughs> Barbie Sparkle. We call her Sparkle for short. Uh, I let my three-year-old name the dog, you know. I thought that was a cool thing to do. Still do. I think that's cool if you got a kid. What the fuck do you care what the dog is called? The dog doesn't even care what the dog is called. So she's Barbie Sparkle. Sparkle for short. Um, a little dog really saved my life in a lot of ways, you know. But that dog is so significant, and you'll find out as this story unravels, I uh, I had to get out of bed. I didn't want to get out of bed. I just wanted to lay there, you know. Oof, going to work was hard. Luckily, I live in New Brunswick, Canada, so there's not a lot of work anyway. But when I did get work, it was hard to get out of bed, man. It was hard to get out of bed for anything. I just didn't want this to be my life. You know, I just, I was in such a bad place. Because the divorced men don't talk about this, maybe. But the truth is, when men get into a marriage, they often leave their family and neglect their family and take on the wife's family. And that's what happened to me. I didn't visit my parents as much or my sister's. And I, and I, her sisters became my sisters. I watched them grow up. Her mother was like my mother. I saw her mother more often than my mother. So it's like now I have two mothers and, you know, overnight all of your family just kind of disappears, which was a blessing in disguise because I got to rediscover my family. But there's so much pain in that transition time. It was shocking and abrupt and, uh, yeah, man, uh, I'm really glad that I uh, held it together, but 
you know, held it together for the kids. But uh, that little dog got me moving again, you know. You know, that uh, I'm looking at her right now. Sparkle. And she lifts her head up. <laughs> she's clueless, man. She's completely clueless that she saved my life, you know, in a lot of ways. I mean, maybe not save my life. That'd be a little, a little dramatic, but you know, got you moving, you know, you had to walk the dog, it's not the dog's fault, you want to fucking die, right, you gotta, you gotta feed the dog, and before you know it, you're talking to the fucking dog, you know, oh, what kind of day are we gonna have today, Sparkle, you know, that kind of shit, and, uh, it's amazing, the relationship you can develop with a fucking animal that doesn't know your language, um, and it's something that got me out, and got me moving, and so I took this little dog with me everywhere I went. I started taking pictures and posting on Facebook because, let's face it, we're all a bunch of uh, fucking egomaniacs and we want to post everything on Facebook. So I, I started posting pictures of this little dog and the dog's head hanging out the window and, you know, the dog uh, sitting on my lap looking like it's driving the car. And, well, before you know it, uh, I was getting comments and likes and everything. And that was... Uh, you know, making me feel like I was doing something, and anyway, this uh, girl commented on the dog, and anyway, I kind of noticed this girl before a few times, and she's a very pretty girl, and anyway, she messages me, and she says, uh, I noticed you have a little dog, you know, I have a little dog, uh, why don't we walk our dogs together? And I'm just so clueless, you know. I didn't think it made any sense because she lived in St. John and I lived in Westfield. And, you know, that was a whole 20-minute drive, you know. I was like, can't you find somebody yeah, a little closer to you to walk your dogs with you, lady? Like, yeah, I was so clueless that she was hitting on me. Um, That was just her way of reaching out. I say hitting on me. It's not like we're standing at a bar, you know. Um, So... Anyway, we walked our dogs together and, and we've been walking our dogs together ever since. That was three years ago. And uh, Alicia's my better half. She's my human. She's my person. She's my partner. I'm engaged to her. So what? It's not different than any... Anyone else that has a love story, right? But it's, uh, phew, lucky. Oh my God. I'm, I can't even, I can't even tell you what she means to me. It doesn't even make sense. Um, she's brought a sense of normalcy to the, to the kids. She's the, she's the kid's stepmother now, you know, and, uh, and now we live in the Birchwood trailer park in our three bedroom trailer. The kids each have their own bedroom, and uh, I'm lucky to uh, to have this lady in my life. She's a great stepmother. She uh, took Ella skating, and neither me or her mother skated, and she built a relationship up with my daughter, and just like me, having a tough time building a relationship to uh, my 16-year-old son, but... Uh, you know, teenagers. So we're a family, you know, and, uh, I guess that's 
the most important thing and the most significant thing that uh, Alicia has done is she's given me back a family. So how do you express that? How do you express how much that means to you? I don't think you can. So that's my story. That's my Lishi. I hope you liked hearing about it. Um, Alicia makes sure that Ella's hair is brushed and Casey brushes, doesn't forget to brush his teeth and that they don't eat too much junk food. And she's a wicked stepmother. I don't mean that in a bad way. <laughs> Sounds like a, a wicked evil step. No, I mean a, a great stepmother and, uh, and I love my Lishi. Um, listen, I'm trying to get people to email the podcast. So it's birchwoodpodcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions or if you want any advice, if you just want to reach out, you just want your name to be heard uh, in the podcast, reach out to me, man. I want to give you advice because I'm good at giving advice. I'm not good at taking advice. I'm not good at learning from my own mistakes, but I am good at uh, telling people what I think they should do. So birchwoodpodcast at gmail.com. And I hope you enjoyed uh, this segment in Shane's head. Yeah, yeah. another banger coming your way. And I love that animal, man. I, it's, I think it's unhealthy how much I love that animal. Like I got to admit, I love her. I love her dog more than my own dog. What's wrong with me? can't split love like that you gotta love all your animals equally right nope not me i love her dog more yeah i'm sorry i don't know what it is i, I love that dog I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that dog when i get home okay this is too much dog talk uh <laughs> okay so in this episode i talked to rf hussein local comedian uh and he is awesome but he um I never know if he really hates me or if he really likes me. I never know with that guy. He's so hard to read. No one will ever truly know Arif Hussein. Um, But he's definitely too hard on himself. He's hilarious when he goes off script. He's hilarious when he insults people, which seems to be his main um, forte. I don't know if that's the right word, but uh, I love talking to Arif. Um, And, uh, yeah, so... To start off uh, this episode of Birchwood, we're going to talk to Arif Hussein. Here's the thing about comedians. I'm very surprised at how many comedians are sort of take pride in being kind of be stupid. You find right. it? Yeah. Find it interesting? Well, I'm a fucking dumb guy, dude. Yeah, that's kind I of my mo. Don't read. It's kind of my mo. Like, Not always, you? but when I go into the self-deprecation, that is what my go-to is. Is like. I'm this idiot, this lovable idiot. But I'm not really an idiot. I'm just afraid to be smart. Because every time I, like, you know, get out um, my brain thinking power and say things and that make sense or are somewhat profound, at least listenable or something, and I think that they're intelligent or clever, somebody makes fun of me and um, my low self-esteem goes, I better just be the lovable idiot because that's an easier thing to do. But I don't think anyone who's ever been smart has ever you know done it to look smart you know what i mean they just sort of they just lend 
this couldn't be Is a better environment for reporting a, recording a podcast. Hey guys, we're fucking recording a podcast and you're putting on goddamn music. I Brian, the I, fuck I, I is wrong with you? I didn't fucking put it on. My phone is on the table. <laughs> <laughs> Your next me, Ara Hussein. Ara. Thank you. Awesome. Jeez. Doesn't that Austin sound like just a psychotic Muppet? Hey! <laughs> hey, I want ice cream! I call the guy an asshole! <laughs> idiot. Good, I like, uh, I like this venue. I like to do comedy here, you know? It uh, reminds me of the backdrop of every SNM video on the internet. <laughs> Last madam, did you ever hear about airports? Yeah. That's me doing a stand-up set while being whipped uh, by a lady in leather. Um, it's been a great night, everyone. Um, the Golden Girls are here. Thank you for coming. Cool. Your first host was great, right, Dan? What do you guys think of him, dude with the ponytail? He just looks like uh, you don't have to, please. You know, we, we heard your reaction to him, all right? You don't have to fake it. If it makes you feel any better, yeah, Dan looks like a person who would have a really annoying conversation about CBD oil, you know, in the middle of a bar. You know, it's got some benefits, you know. Shut up. Um, Josh, that's great, man. Your entire family is here to finally figure out why you were such a weirdo while growing up. What were you wondering about him? Um, who was after, um, him? Oh, that was, uh, Jason, right? Yeah, Jason, that, what a voice, right? That was a great, deep voice. Just the kind of voice that you hear before you get shot at a liquor store in the King Peninsula. <laughs> Just a terrifying... Well, I broke up with my girlfriend. <laughs> Who else was after that? Uh, that was... Uh, Scove, right? Shan. 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 Shan said that she, you can call her Shandelicious. No one has ever called her Shandelicious. <laughs> Except maybe like the Nigerian men that she swipes right on, on Tinder. Yeah, man, you are. I mean, that's Jamaican. You are. Then Who else was after that? Skull? Yeah, Skull Nielsen, you know? Superstore employee, you know, he is. He, here's the kind of end that uh, Skull will meet. You will find him after this just beating a bag of bok choy and asparagus in the middle of a superstore parking lot. Until he just puts a gun into his mouth. <laughs> leaving instructions on how to feed his cat as the only suicide note. <laughs> Oof, boy, what a collection of losers. Sorry, guys, I mean, I don't Good. So your name is Araf and you're my friend. What? <laughs> Why are you making this sound like a deposition? It is. I want it on record.
I work okay. for the Canadian government. All right. Immigration. Okay. Yeah. I am legal. <laughs> I am. <All> right. <laughs> I'm making it racial immediately. Yeah, I mean, fucking. Okay. I sounded like. I went straight to Borat. Like, I didn't even pick an Indian <laughs> accent. I said, I am legal, yes. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I uh, man, you, you killed the first half of your set. You killed it, man. I love the, you, so these good. backhanded compliments that you give. Like sometimes, they're like, oh, I, you know, you're great. Some of the time, he insults me so much. You know what I, mean? I told John this you know story. I mean? Yeah, but you insult me so much. You, he came, he came up. He was like, oh, I like that shirt, and I was like, okay, waiting for it. Like I was aggressively like denying the possibility of him giving me a compliment. Say nice to me? Yeah, is it possible? Isn't it a nice looking color on him? It does work for me, and I like the little slick. He's wearing Thanks. fucking construction boots, which is also sort of kind of takes I, away from I like from how it world. hides where his neck should be. I have a foldy neck. I have a couple of rolls there. And we want to roll with your baked mange. It's kind of like a thumb sticking out of a... Look no further than I'll get neck. Beautiful. None of this will make any sense in the audio, by the way. No one will ever... Yeah, no one will ever hear this. recording right now? I am. This is Birchwood Podcast. Oh, he's sending, yeah. he's yeah, sending it to my mother. That's why my that's why my podcast is so terrible. That's so uh, Andrew Vaughn said it should be called Burn After Listening. And, uh, <laughs> Movie. How I Met Your Mother yeah, and Called of the End. I if you wait until after to ask for change. But. So we're here at the Five and Dime, and we just did an open mic. I bombed, RF killed. What else is new? I did not kill, dude. I did not I, kill, I fucking, dude. I, 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 First half. I, Modest. I, I, First half. Another right, classic guys. example of an immigrant taking my job. Yeah, for only the first part of it, though. <laughs> no, you leaving, destroyed me. I loved leaving, it. Leaving the rest to go to shit. Well, you know, I kind of ate it. I don't know what the hell was going on. You live. You live here, man. You live when it's when when it's you know like it's an open mic situation when there's people you've never seen before. Like you just kill you, every time. You got to okay. talk to the crowd every time. Yeah, I was okay, man. You, you know, you. I liked your were, prep stuff. They seemed. Uh, they seemed. Uh, I think you were right. They're tired. After they how many guys were on the show? Like ten. I think it was eight. But was there a was lot. a lot of time done in between. Uh, and I did like twenty minutes. Like I could have done everything I done up there in three minutes. Like I could have done three new minutes and left with a short bomb. But I chose to stay on the off chance that I might be able to recover, which I never did. I. You know, the, the thing is that. It, it, the fuck up I think that I made is to not is to attempt to go into sort of prepared material and I think people could figure out I think you, you just find out when some, something is uh, I don't know when something is just uh, prepared and when something is off the cuff you yeah. know and people I think towards the end of the night they just they just want you to be spontaneous yeah, Why are you so apologetic? Look at this fucking idiot. Like, he's put a phone on a, on the top of a couch and he's like, we're going to record a podcast. <laughs> we're going to put this out to the world. Right. This fucking moron. <laughs> like, no mics, right. no nothing. A fucking iPhone 8 or whatever this fucking thing is. It's a Samsung A8. Soderbergh made a movie on an iPhone 8. That's true. That's yeah. true I mean, Steven Soderbergh, shit See what I mean? This What's like, the difference? How this could... is high-flying how could my confidence at all be anywhere near like normal level or above when I am literally St. John's punching bag? 
Do not St. John's. I oh, am. No, I'm that? the laughing Shut stock, bro. Shut the fuck up. I, no, I swear to God. You want, you just, you're just saying that because you're like, no, buddy, you're not, you're not a punch bag. Shut the fuck. You See? know that you're a good punch <laughs> you <didn't even> <laughs> He just wants, he like, just wants all like, of us you to want, You just want attention, you fucking idiot. Yeah. That's what he wants. <laughs> he knows he's a good comic. Is this your pep talk? Like, shut I'm going to go to Reversing Falls Bridge right now. Shut the fuck up, you fucking <laughs> retard. He My friends won't say they will help me. They'll throw me off the bridge. That way you don't have to die riding in that bullshit car. They At least wait until the restaurant is open. So the people get dinner and a show. <laughs> they built a nice little diving We'll give Mandy Lynn the charge $80 to take it for him. Oh. Choke slam. Oh you my talk, god. You talking some shit now. They don't want to hear me about my daughter. They don't want to hear shit like that. You oh, know, dude, like, that that I, that was a very touching moment because you never talk about your daughter. I was actually really interested in that. Yeah, but I mean, but I have a nine-year-old. You have an eight-year-old, yeah. and you have never asked uh, us to go on a play date, and I know why. I didn't know she was. It's nine because minutes. you don't want her around yeah. uh, white children. Yeah. <laughs> I've said that exclusively. <laughs> I don't don't bring your white nationalist children. I don't I don't want your Hitler Youth children. <laughs> That's right. Coming in here. Yeah, yodeling my... with chocolate trying to, you know, make make us feel safe and then Listen, leading us onto the trains. Yeah, all our playdates involve <laughs> one viewing of Slumdog Millionaire and Black Panther, I just right? want you to know if the lights go out, don't panic. There's a planned uh, power outage that was originally for 10. Legit? Oh yeah, well they had a big they had a big issue up the corner by the greater the uh, Price St. John okay, okay. On Monday, the big failure, so they've got to do, there's some sort of a, uh, some sort of a fix they've got to do thing. in the manhole. Of the okay. 110%. Uh, yeah, I said, uh, Brian, do I come off like a, a surly, bitter asshole who's just unsatisfied with himself and so takes it out on other people? I don't want to come off like that. Do I come off like that to you? Uh, that's, oh shit! That's a oh, quite, no, that's, that's it. Well, it's oh, an it's no. an inter- Oh no! It, no, no! That, I, it's a yes or no. So yes, yeah, more more right. yes than no. More yes. But if you'd like to hear more, I can tell you more. I All can right, elaborate. Tell me, tell me more. You sure you just don't want to stick with the yes? No. <laughs> I'll go. I mean, I'm pretty sure that the answer is. I the find yes, I have since I've met you, I have found you to be not only super funny on and off stage. I found you to be like someone I wanted to honestly be friends with, but I could never, never get there. Happen. It'll never happen because you just <laughs> keep pummeling me with sarcasm. I can't get through your wall of fucking sarcasm. I can't. I've tried. It's not, there's no it's sarcasm. Not worth it. Like everything's going well, and then you go to a movie and you get pinned between two cars, and you never let you live it down. <laughs> what? So this is okay. An there's a story, story here. So we <laughs> Brian and I go to a movie. We go to watch a movie. So I get out of the passenger. He parks in between two cars. He's parked in between two cars, right? So cars on this side, cars on this side. I'm out. I come out, open the door, and I walk outside. Brian tries to get out, and he's he's so fat he gets pinned between his car and the other. He can't shut his own door. This fucking fat loser. And he's he's like he's going back and forth. He's like, help! Did you have to grease him out or what? I don't know. I just started laughing at his face. My nose makes me look bad. Oh my god! Did that? Is that true? 
Oh my god. It's a little bit, but yes, absolutely. So where is that tattooed on your body? Oh my god, that's so good. That is so good. He's so funny. (laughs) How did you not just die laughing? Oh dude, I was yamming. It was, it's just constant. Like, I feel bad at this point. Like, I sometimes, I have conversations with people who listen to me and Brian talk. Yeah, and they're like, yeah. what are you doing to Brian? You know, he's going through a hard time, you know. Why do you have to keep calling him stupid, retarded, gay, loser? Dude, by the way, tonight, honestly, was probably the funniest I've ever seen you. Not crowd reaction-wise. <laughs> <laughs> St. John. And you can be fined for feeding the deer in St. John. And that's fucking insane. Because who's feeding the deer in St. John? Have you seen the deer in the city? They're terrifying. Come up with missing patches of fur. There's a Tim Hortons cup stuck in his antler. <laughs> chewing tobacco. It's like, what are you doing? Giving him an apple? What the fuck? Hey, ever think about murdering someone? Boy, have I got the song for you. Check this number out. Put your sweet lips a little closer to the phone. Let's pretend that we're together. You know, if you ever need a murder soundtrack, I think this is the best one. This is He'll Have to Go by Jim Reeves. I'm not sure of the year. Probably in the 50s. I have no idea. But I came across this little jingle, and all I could think, man, was Quentin Tarantino. So creepy, dude. Oh my god. But hey, if you gotta get murder in someone, why not throw on a little Jim Reeves? Should I hang up or will you tell him he'll have to go? Alright, here we are with uh, this is our second time we've spoken on the podcast. Julie. It's kind of exciting. What is this podcast? Uh, this is our podcast called These Are My Questions. But segments from our podcast may also appear on my new podcast called Birchwood because that is the trailer park I live in and I don't know what to call it. It'll eventually morph into something like a, a, a caterpillar, you know, cocooning into a beautiful butterfly that that's it will someday be. Well, that's what Shane Ogden Presents was and when you came along, it turned into chuckles. So who knows? <laughs> who knows what the caterpillar birchwood will turn it into? It broke out of its shell. Yeah, that's right. It to the is baby it bird that it came but to is be. It, is it a shell or is it like a well, sluggy? Does, does a shell start as a membrane when it comes out of a hen's vagina and turns into a hard shell that the the baby bird peck peck pecks out and the beautiful vagina? spring sunshine day in the nest and becomes oh it breathes that first breath of bird air and just goes and then the baby the mother bird gets a worm and shoves it down the awaiting throat of the baby (laughs) welcome to these are my questions with shane and julie that was my first question do hens actually have vaginas because which came first the hen or the vagina's hen uh, i don't even really know (laughs) Uh, i don't know either i don't know 
I don't know first, if I want to know. That's my first question. These, These are, my are my questions. Do hens have vaginas? Do hens have vaginas? Do cocks have cocks? We should set up an email so people can email us. And answer our questions. And answer our questions. Or ask us questions. How about that? Ask yeah. us questions. But for now, you can just email this podcast at email shaneogden at gmail.com. That's E-M-A-I-L-S-H-A-N-E-O-G-D-E-N at gmail.com. That's just for now, but we should really make a new email, shouldn't we? To, to Possibly. Here are my questions at gmail.com. These are my questions at gmail.com. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what's Don't any of the listeners make that before I do. They'll sabotage our email. They They'll take We're driving on the highway into treacherous conditions right now. Treacherous conditions in New Brunswick. Snow covered. Slush covered. Not quite ice covered. No. But slippity-dippity-doo. They're not too bad. They're not too bad if you have a beautiful vehicle like Julie has a... Is it a 4x4? Uh, All-wheel drive. See, I also have questions, not just you. <laughs> All-wheel drive. All-wheel drive, and uh, that's wonderful because... All-wheel drive, folks, if you don't know, is when all the tires spin together when they're climbing. In unison. No, I'm just in, kidding. I in, unison. in unison. I love those uh, thoughts. Um, things that are together, things that work well together in unison. That's right. Yes. And that's like our collaboration at Chuckles Comedy Club. Working right. well together in unison. All our wheels have to turn. Mine, your husband Dale's. Uh, yeah. your, yours, you, the Ticket Girl, Wendy, Walters, all, all the whole Walter Chuckles family. Walter doesn't have any wheels. He's got crabs up there or something. But he know. is a mascot, and that's important. He is. You know? He's part of the Chuckles family. You know, Walter is getting older. And if Walter dies, well, everybody's going to die. But when Walter dies, I think we should... Well, we stuff should him? We should, no, we should, <laughs> we should stuff him. And keep him at the door. I wonder if any taxidermists are out there in the New Brunswick area, Walter give us a call at 1-800-THESE-ARE-MY-QUESTIONS. We don't have an 800 number. But, um, no, but we should take a picture of him, make a giant cardboard cutout of Walter. He looks, okay, for the listeners, he looks like the John Players guy from the John Players cigarettes. That's probably, is that international or just Canada? I'm not sure, but... Yeah, if know. you're American, it's no, like it's the Braveheart so. character. Yeah, exactly. With a kilt, a big beard, and sometimes he'll bring a ceremonial sword. This is to a comedy club, by the way. It's pretty creepy. <laughs> it's, it's, it's insane. It is completely insane, but we wouldn't have it any other way. That's right. Check out all our upcoming shows at chucklescomedyclub.ca. Or don't. Just keep listening. That's right. Um, <laughs> whatever you like to do... And you got a new dog. Is it is it a happy time for you and your family she's, now that she's great? Yeah. There's still some dominating issues right now. Oh, there's some dominate between your husband and no, the dog. Between the dog and the new dog. Oh, between the old dog and the new dog. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. No, that's not And you true. can convince an old dog that a new dog is a good idea. Right. Well, you can eventually, they and have, you're working on that. Yeah, they have moments. They have, they have moments. moments. But then my cat is such special a special doggy yeah, moments. My cat is a bitch, and then the dog tries to get close to the cat. The I feel cat like freaks out. All cats are bitches. No. Like, but in a good way, and like that. Oh, that catty cat. Yeah. Like I like it when pe- I like it when women are catty. I like that. I, I you think like it's sass. I like the no. sass. Yeah. No. Me. No. Yeah, I like Males? that. No, 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 no. And like they're a very um, uh, bipolar cats. Like one moment they can be like, oh yeah, 
purring, and the uh-huh. next moment they can claw your eyes out. They can just rip rip out your ocular cavities. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Kitties like to scratch. They do. You ever hear someone say that? Yeah. Like a gay guy or something. Ooh, kitty can scratch. That's right. You ever hear that? Yes, I have heard that in movies. <laughs> in movies, not real gay people. No, I don't. I've never. Um, there's a few um, gay people that I know, and they don't actually say that. They don't say kitty can scratch. No. But I bet you they like but wine. I, I would like to hear. How many stereotypes? How many gay stereotypes can I employ they on our podcast? They might like wine, but I like wine. That must make. Are me you? Gay. You're gay. You better tell your husband. I like to lick the chicken. And does he know that? I don't I, know. Well, I wonder. He's going to know now. All of our listeners are going to know. I don't really like to lick the chicken. Like the lick of the chicken. I just had to say that. Oh, oh, that's a gay thing. Oh, okay. I was picturing like a penis being like a rubber chicken. No. Okay. You need to get your terms correct. That's right. Licking the chicken like, do you know what? is about vaginas. Do you know what? Eating the lettuce. It's not even called eating the lettuce, is it? Eating the lettuce? I don't no. know what that is. Tossing the salad. Oh, that gross. Is. Yeah, that's... Uh, analingus. Analingus, which is like a tongue thing. Right. Yeah, we have that's gone also called rim off jobs. the rails. That's also called rim jobs, and I was confused, and I actually had to Google that. Rim, but, but rim jobs... I thought rim jobs were blowjobs. Rim jobs doesn't even sound sexual. It sounds like, you know, your rim... You need, you need something done to your rims on your car. But like, it sounds like, legitimate. Yeah, I was like, these are mechanical. Is a rim job an actual same thing? Like, whatever. Anyway, I Googled it. Yeah. Like people do, because we use the Google. You should use the Google. And the Google told me that it's the same thing. It's analingus, and I thought it was a blowjob. Oh, gross. So It all sounds disgusting. If you wanted to know what it is, <laughs> then that's... Both of them are the same slang term for the same thing. Yeah. So let's completely change the subject. Let's sure. talk about... Uh, your husband is my best... One of my best friends. Right. Growing up, we were besties. Yes. We played Legos together. Yep. Bicycles. And, and then... And then he decided that he liked vaginas better than Lego, and that's where you came in. You, I guess. You are his vagina. That's right. You are his woman, his wife, and uh, you guys are partners. Yes. And uh, we're, you and I are business partners, but only because you married my best friend. Uh, yeah, I met him at one of your shows. At you one remember? of my comedy shows yeah. that I was putting on. And Mike McDonald, the my, legend. The legend Mike McDonald. We miss him so much in Canada, and uh, he's a he was a national treasure. Hundred uh, percent. More just for laughs appearances than any other comedian. He was amazing. And he also blessed us by appearing in St. John, New Brunswick, at the now closed Three Mile. Yes. And but before that closed, we had a show there, and my best friend always was always at every show helping me out and very, supporting very me. Yep. yep. And then he was like, "Who's that girl?" And I was like, I don't know. Talk to her. You talk to her. No, that's not exactly how it went. But he did talk to you. He did. Yeah. And he's not, I don't know. He wasn't really like that. I don't think he was the kind of guy to go up to a girl and talk to them. No, no, no. He's kind of shy. But when we started talking, we just hit it off naturally. Naturally hit it off. Naturally hit it off. We've never uh, talked about this. No, and I invited him to... I actually stalked him a little bit. That's what podcasts are great for. It's like... Talk, you, you, you have to talk. Inside, yeah. It would be fucking weird yeah, if we say. didn't talk about anything on this podcast. But then when we talk about these things, how you met uh, my best buddy, uh, you are telling me things I've never heard before. Right. So, so tell I me was about at this experience. my best friend's birthday party. Right. And it was her birthday party. We went to Mike McDonald. That's what she wanted everybody to do. So we all went, and I didn't know you and Ordale. And we went over to play pool after, and I see this guy sitting there, and I was like, 
I said to Sheila. I Who's said, that tall uh, drink of water no, over there? No, I actually said, who's that bald, creepy guy? That bald, creepy guy? Oh, my God. And she's like, that's Danny's brother, Dale. And I'm like, Danny has a brother? No idea. Uh, small world. I've known Danny and Laura for years. Didn't know Danny had a brother. And uh, we went over. Danny's awful proud of yeah, his brother, Dale. Yeah, apparently, because he never You fuck him. Danny. Are you yeah. listening to this? <laughs> Yeah, thanks a lot, Danny. And I give Laura shit all the time because she's known me for years, but she thought I was a little too snooty. Well, she was trying to keep both brothers. See, if one died, then she could she just hop on one. the other one. Yep. That was her that's plan right. all along. Laura Tower, that's what you do. Anyway, yep. um, but yeah, so I met him there. We talked, and I actually gave my number to Laura and gave it to Danny, who gave it to Dale two days later, and Dale messaged me first. And then I invited him to a movie with another friend of mine, and he actually said yes. And most other douchebags that I was dating at that time would never, ever, ever want to meet your friend. Like two days after meeting you, because they're like, "Oh my god!" And if I know, know my like, best friend, he was like, "All right, double date, two yeah, chicks." That's right. <laughs> Except she brought her kids, so anyway. Oh yeah, well, yeah. Well. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. At our awesome. age, a kid is kind of expected. That's right. That's <laughs> yeah. Right. Very but, cool. Uh, no, we had a great time. And, and now you got a couple of puppies together. Exactly. And inseparable. And then la 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 love. That's right. That's wonderful. Yeah. I'm really happy for you, man. That's yeah, exciting. It's and really I'm, exciting. I'm happy for my best friend. That's that's the crazy part and the fun part for me is like and seeing how happy he is. Like, cause he wasn't miserable before he met you, but he's certainly a different man. Oh, like yeah. I, he he is his best self. That's right. No, and, for real. No, and so am I. It's true. Legit. But you know what's great about all of us is that he loves comedy and he loves helping and he loves meeting people and we love meeting people and that's what that's what you were talking about the collaboration all really comes together like we all go out with everybody we all go to Boston Pizza after like we just have a great all around great experience because of all of us not because of one of us that's right and now Boston Pizza owes us some money because we advertise for them (laughs) (laughs) but um no Chuckles Comedy Club in St. John New Brunswick if you haven't been check it out this is a nice little segment for our podcast, but um, also a great opportunity to tell folks who are listening that we do have uh, Atlanta, Canada's best comedy club. We feature many of the acts that you would see on television, on Netflix, on uh, Just for Laughs, Laughs, and all the wonderful things that are out there. Uh, All the best comics uh, perform at Chuckles Comedy Club, so check it out, chucklescomedyclub.ca, and uh, yeah, so that's that's, uh, Shane and Julie. And that was, those, these are our thoughts. Awesome. So send us an email, email shaynogden at gmail.com. And we literally, we talk about everything. So if you've got, if you want us to read a letter or something, and, and we'll give you great we'll advice. Like Casey Kasem, we'll yeah. Casey yeah, we'll, we'll, we won't play you a song, but we'll just tell you about uh, what we think of the situation. That's right. Sometimes it's good to have a fresh pair of eyes. Let us be your eyes. God, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> We're so creepy. We're creepy? Creepy. Yeah, no. Let us be your eyes. (laughs) (laughs) So this was, uh, these are my questions for this uh, segment, and uh, we hope you enjoy the rest of our podcast. Bye. Bye. All right, this is the extra I don't like that word, you know? It's like the thing that I do before I shut the podcast off, you know? 
And um, so, you know, intro, extra, right? Intro at the beginning of the show. And uh, this is your bye-bye, bye-bye from Captain Shane with his crazy pants on. Um, yeah, so I'm unmedicated. And it's clear that um, this is my homage to sort of Good Morning Vietnam, except it's Good Night Birchwood, you know what I mean? Because I'm the one-man band, you understand? Oh, I think you do. That was always the plan. <laughs> I'm feeling a little manic right now. And uh, for those of you listeners that don't know, I am b- 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 bipolar. And that's a good time for all involved, especially my family. You never know what Shane you're going to get. You're either going to get the fun, happy Shane, like I am right now, or you're going to get the sad Shane who can't get out of bed and wants to die. Huh, huh, huh. So those are the two things uh, that you are when you're bipolar. One or the other. Bipolar. That's what it means. And um, yeah, man, uh, I have a dark sense of humor. So that's the other thing that you're going to get on Birchwood Podcast. You're going to get a very dark sense of humor. That's what I have. That's what I've always had. Um, so, you know, you uh, you might see a loaf of bread and a length of rope on my kitchen table. Um, but I promise you the rope is uh, not for hanging myself or teddy bears or anything else that you may have heard about me. Um, yeah, I'm a bit crazy, a bit unstable, but I choose to live my life uh, without uh, covering up my scars and wounds. I, I live uh, with my heart on my sleeve, and uh, I'm, I'm a little soft in the middle, man. So, um, you know, I've, I've grown a thick skin. But there's still um, people that are able to get through and hurt me, you know what I mean? But uh, I've tried to keep that um, in mind as I go through life and forgive myself a little bit as I uh, take things on. So I've taken on my uh, mental illness in my own way. Um, and it's not uh, it's not recommended, you know? And who's it not recommended by? Other bipolar people? No. It's uh, recommended by people who are quote-unquote healthy individuals with sound minds who make good decisions, who are mentally stable. I'm none of those things, Um, but I don't think there's a right or a wrong way. I think everybody has consequences to their actions. So, supposing that I don't climb the clock tower or do anything crazy or illegal, I guess I am allowed to do what I want. I'm allowed to be who I am, and that is the great bipolar Shane Donald Norman Princey Ogden. And yes, those are my real middle names because my parents apparently hated me and needed to name me every name in the family since 1861. So Shane Donald Norman Princey Ogden is on my birth certificate. That is my name. Like, why didn't they name me Shane Donald Norman Princey the second or the third or something? You know, because it sounds like a Esquire, like a different title that maybe was given to me by a prince or a king. Um, a lot of people take note of the name Princey in the middle of the jumbled mess that is my birth certificate. And that name was, yes, a man. My grandfather was named Princey. He was a cook in the war. Uh, yes, so I have a lot of uh, 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 um, respect for uh, veterans in the army. I have a lot of respect for um, people, but uh, not a lot of respect for the name Princey. I imagine it was like a boy named Sue. You know, he must have took a lot of shit for that name. I'm sure that he did. So, uh, you know, I'm Shane, and uh, the worst I got it was elementary school. Shane, Shane, he's a pain. Shane, Shane, double Shane. 
all the shit that you'd expect. And then they just straight up called me Frog because I used to play in the puddles. But whatever, man. I played in the puddles, and now I'm playing in the puddles of life when I'm 42. Um, I don't have to adhere to the advice of anyone on or off the pills. I found when I was on the pills, I was uh, a bit contained, a bit dead inside. I've always been a little numb, but man, those pills numb me out so I just threw them in the garbage I've been off my pills for over a year and I've got a pretty good track record man haven't been in prison haven't really um, had any major major meltdowns I've had a few outbursts here at home but they've been contained um, to my own kitchen man and uh, I'm quick to say I'm sorry if I do make a mistake uh, you know if I if I misspeak because I'm pretty wild with my mouth I'm a little bit uh, like somebody uncorked that hole in my uh, Ogden uh, wine bottle mouth and body. Here I am just letting it pour out. You know what I mean? Stream of consciousness. This is what I am all about. I am uh, kind of an entertaining fellow. Um, but, uh, you know, here I am in the world. And I'm off uh, my medication that other people said I should be on. And then, of course, I went to uh, the mental health clinic to get um, assessed. So they give you a bunch of questions, you know, a scale of one to 10, how bad do you want to kill yourself and all that stuff. And I guess I, I gave them my honest answer. And uh, some of it wasn't pretty or flattering, you know, but the lady said uh, that I was, uh, after the assessment, that I was just a normal guy. And she didn't think I was bipolar or manic although other doctors have disagreed in the past. Um, not many people know all this stuff, but when I was about 18, um, I went to see Dr. Robin Riesel in uh, Calgary, and they told me that back then that I was bipolar, and they put me on, um, what were the first forms of antidepressants, man? I forget the name of them. Jeez, uh, it slips me my mind right now. If I think of it, I'll put it in, but it um, doesn't matter. It, it was... Uh, a sped up version of this first prototypes of antidepressants and uh it was supposed to bring you out of depression faster you know and uh, all it did was made me feel fake and like i had to pee all the time and then i got back uh get through a couple of decades without any uh, medication and then because of problems in my marriage my ex-wife thought i needed some pills and uh i got back on some pills took some counseling and uh Again, man, the pills just made me feel dead inside. Got off them again. Uh, got into a, another new relationship. Man, it seems like every time I get into a relationship, <laughs> that person goes, maybe you need some pills. And I take an honest look at myself and say, maybe I do. So three, three times, three separate times, I've been on antidepressants and different kinds of antidepressants. And they say, oh, you got to work with the doctor and find the right one. Well, yeah, man, but you know what I think? I think... I'm me, and it, this is my journey, and I'm in control of myself. So I'm not saying anything about anyone else, okay? That's where people get into trouble, man. When you start saying what other people should do, that's that's when you, you know, you got to be very careful. My God, if I said to somebody, you don't need pills, and they did, oh, I would feel terrible. But I, I don't need any pills, okay? So that's that's me. That's me, myself, and I. I don't feel like I need any pills, medication, or anything to numb me from the pain of the world because I feel like I'm supposed to experience this pain so that I can create a tough skin so I can um, 
uh, be strong for my children and my family. You know what I mean? I feel like maybe some people need help and, um, you know, you should seek it, man. If you think you need it, if you think you need a hand, um, or advice, you know, seek that professional counseling, you know, and, um, and find a friend to talk to and see what they think and, and weigh out the, the pluses and the negatives of, of medication and counseling. I think counseling is good for anybody, man, everybody. I'm going to go back and uh, see if I can um, go into uh, the family counseling here and see if I can get some get some help, you know, uh, get get out some of the psychoses, you know, get out some of these ideas and see um, what other people think of them. But I'm definitely not going to just hang my hat on one person's opinion of me. You know, I think that people get into a mistake that way. And I don't know how this turned into a conversation of mental illness. I guess that's what happens when you let, um, uncork my mouth and let my, um, (laughs) inside wine spill out into the glass of life. Why are there all these terrible metaphors coming out of my mouth too? I don't understand it. All I know is my journey is uh, my own. And, uh, I hope that whatever journey you're on, you're getting help if you need it. Um, it never hurts to ask for help, man. Even if you're a quote unquote normal brain with no, um, you know, um, medicated, uh, or prescribed mental illness, I think you should, uh, get the help that you need. If you need it, if you don't feel that you need it, maybe you don't need it. Maybe you're just fucking sad. You ever think about that? That could be, Hey, you know, life is really fucking hard. And I don't know if you've taken a look around the world lately, uh, but it is, the world is on fire, the world is underwater, the world is filled with pressure, and, um, you know, what I worship is my bed at night, and uh, the woman that lays beside me, and the children that are um, in my kitchen when I'm feeding them breakfast and making them lunch in the mornings, man, that's my family, that's my that's where I get my sanity and, and my anchor and my, my, where I ground myself is with my family. Uh, that's who I love. And, um, and I hope you got that, man. Whoever's listening, I, I hope you got your anchors in your life. And I, I think if you think about it, you probably do. And if you're not lucky enough to have it, don't worry. Hang on. You're going to get there. You're going to get there one smile at a time, brother. I promise you. You just got to get through this, whatever you're, whatever you're going through right now, you just got to get through it. You know, the sun, the sun comes up, the sun goes down. It's a cycle. And if you're on the sun goes down cycle, don't worry. That sun has to come up. It's the law of nature, brother. You're going to get there. If you want to reach out to me, I would love to give you advice. Um, My email is birchwoodpodcast at gmail.com. Did you like the dramatic pause? Birchwoodpodcast at gmail.com. Please reach out to me. I'd love to give you advice. Even the heavy, heavy shit, man. That's the, that makes the best show, doesn't it? If you get some guy that's like, I need some real advice. But if it's crazy, man, if it's really, really crazy, um, don't be afraid to reach out. I'd be happy to talk to you, but, um, specify whether or not you want to be on the podcast. Um, of course I got all that respect for people that are going through stuff and I'd love to hear from you and give you my two cents. As I said before, I'm really good at handing out the advice, not so good at receiving it. Um, but I'd love to answer your questions and comments. It's birchwoodpodcast at gmail.com. I hope you enjoyed this episode. 
I don't know what I'm going to do next week. I was thinking about maybe interviewing my mom um, and kind of getting my origin story out um, to people that want to know. So um, Birchwood Podcast, please uh, subscribe, share this podcast with people, and hopefully we're going to build something cool here. Um, This is my uh, day-to-day life on the Birchwood Podcast. This is uh, comedian and father, electrician and husband, Shane Ogden, signing off. See you next time. Or, I guess, not see you, but, you know, you'll hear me next time on Birchwood. Thanks. In these rap walls, ain't nothing band-aids won't cover. Touring with 7D coverage, live bands, two buses, my own cash, no budget, no major label fundings. Jets, baby, we went from crawling to walking to running. You can't say nothing, you under gag all the hopping out of Audis, hurting y'all with kicks. I'm the transporter. Think about it, never mind, you ain't gotta. I'm already on some whole other word to your motherfucking self. Nobody else gonna do it for you. Nobody else and now and then someone to offer you help But they ain't doing nothing Till they really see you trying to do something I ain't bluffing, kush puffing On you jive turkeys Stuffing stockings with these gifts All the bullet plaudibles Homie, take a whiff Nothing is spoken on, producer never got time for no excuses You gotta go beyond, my flow is time foolery I smoke these pork rappers so fast, they come into cootery I beautifully exude the vibe, this free of ambiguity Your goonery, for the sake of goonery It's cartoons to me, it's coonery, it's lunacy Let's make a plane, on the way that you hang it's attached to a tree The moon talk to the sea, it's speaking body language fluently She make it rain, when I'm on fire, she always try to douse me Only reason that you make it rain is cause your diamond's cloudy I see you from a mile away when they get overcast Old people feeling it in their bones Invade your home like I broke the glass Let myself in Fighting for freedom like the people in Tunisia Spread through Sudan and Egypt This the music for the movement The score to your achievements Never join them so you gotta beat them It's called the DM Hey, hey. Yeah. I rise Like 
kindergartners My vision's bothered by vigilantes that harbor on street corners Try your hardest to harvest bundles of weed on you The starving the speed on you, stampede on you Impede on your pockets, then pee on you Dreams of us living lavish in fabrics of fine linen Spinning established with women dining and laughing But this environment got us violent, ready to crash in To society, take the driver's seat, hope you fastened Your seat belts twice, when I rolled them dice, I crapped so many times I can build casinos from scratch Too many depths you might receive from the things you achieve Relax, that's what my mental say But my physical's been detached I'm on some other shit Like fuck the government I'm high your rankings, where's the mothership? I made a covenant that I was changing But my luck has been quite disgusting When reality tainted, where the fuck you been? Left him face down like he was planking